You are now tuned in to the AddictedToSuccess.com podcast, where geniuses, entrepreneurs, and next-level game-changers share their juicy little secrets on achieving massive success. This is the advice you wish you heard years ago. Be prepared and take note as we expose the realness and the raw of what it takes to be successful on AddictedToSuccess.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Addicted to Success podcast. Right now, I'm out here live in Bali, Indonesia. So if you hear some monkeys or uh, birds or frogs going off, don't trip out because it's coming from my end. (laughs) And today, we have an incredible human being who you can probably hear on the line right now. He's a professional Red Bull extreme athlete. He's a base jumper, a wingsuit legend, and a film star. His name is Yoke Soma. Yoke, welcome to the Addicted to Success podcast. Thank you, thank you, Joel. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, look, nice man. to meet you, man. Oh, How are you enjoying you. Bali? <laughs> oh, dude, it's incredible out here, man. I love it. It's uh, it's not too far from my home base, which is Perth, Western Australia, and the people here are amazing. Uh, there's a lot to do out here. The food is amazing, and actually, I'm in Ubud, in Indonesia, so it's oh, a very not- spiritual place. Have you been out here before? Yeah, I was just on Sumatra, actually. And uh, I was there training for my new uh, project, which is uh, I'm starting to big wave surf. So we're doing this TV show uh, called Liftoff. And uh, and I, I knew we were going to Chopu. And uh, I went to Sumatra to do one month of training leading up to that trip. But then I ended up uh, getting smacked by the fin on my board straight into the air. So it blew my eardrum and cut my ear open. Oh. So I had to go back home after a week. <laughs> so it kind of oh. sucked. I was like, no. Wow. Wow. Just another day in the life of uh, Yoke Summer, hey? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was, uh, that was one of the, the, the worst days. But, you know, at least uh, it's good whenever it's uh, stuff that can work itself out. So you don't get damaged for, for life, you know. Yeah, that's As long for as sure. we keep it like that, it's okay. Yeah, that's great, man. That's great. So the first time that I was actually uh, introduced to your work, right, in your videos, uh, my cousin, he's a paraglider. He loves your work, and he introduced me to a video uh, by Emily Sunday. It's called Free. It's the video clip for her, her single, Free, and you were a wingsuiting around the Eiger uh, in Switzerland, and that's an incredible video. Uh, for the listeners, if you haven't uh, seen it yet, make sure you type in Emily Sunday Free, and there's uh, Yoke wingsuiting. Uh, in the video clip and you know it's funny because he played it to me and we were staying in Murren in Switzerland and I was staring at the Eiger and I was looking at it going man this guy is crazy to be jumping off this uh, mountain so I want to really get an idea of what it's like to be a wingsuit base jumper and uh, and how you really got into it all <laughs> no you know it was a kind of like a passion I had without even knowing about it but I always wanted to try it so uh, one day a friend actually called me up and said, "Hey, you wanna you wanna start skydiving with me?" And uh, I said yes. I was supposed to actually go to to Spain to train with Andre Villa, the one of the Rebel X fighter uh, freestyle motocross riders. And uh, I actually bailed on that trip and spent the money on um, on the skydiving license instead and then i got so hooked on that that i ended up selling all my bikes and everything i had to kind of pursue the dream of uh, jumping and uh, and get to the base jumping 
So that's pretty much how it all kickstarted. And then, you know, I was just doing it for fun and everything was so new and I was just enjoying all the adventures that it gave me. So I tried to work as little as I possibly could and just use the money for um, for the trips. And it kind of started in a in a hobby way. And it was never a goal to become a professional wingsuit flyer. It was that was just random that I was just hitting the viral uh, when when YouTube and uh, these websites started to really blow up. That uh, you know these videos as well was really interesting for people. So. It generated a lot of followers and, you know, that thing led to another and suddenly I had sponsors and and, and we're doing this full time uh, and I could quit the other job that I had on the side, which was, I, I, I used to be, uh, I took a degree in uh, graphic design and I quit that job when I started jumping and I, then I started working as a kindergarten teacher actually because I could have flexible, uh, I could work like one, two months and then I could say I need to travel for a couple of months and they would just call someone else. And then when I came back, I was already a favorite for the kids. So I knew that, okay, when I come back, I'm just going to say I'm back and there's always someone that is sick in that industry. So you always have work, you know, so I was constantly <laughs> just coming back and got some nice work and had, had a blast playing with the kids all day, saved up the money and went back out. And then eventually with all the sponsors, uh, and and doing all these different shoots and stuff i started making enough money to to quit that job and then just have been st- kind of like building up from there and uh, now i'm trying to you know be like a kind of vice on the business side of it so i'm trying to buy my second apartment and these things so i can try to like build on other uh or have other feet to stand on too you know so i'm trying to like use what I learned and use what the wingsuit flying is teaching me of life to, to grow in other things and try to do business on the side and, you know, just enjoying the adventure that, uh, or the ride that it takes me on. And I don't know, it's, it's a very crazy lifestyle because, you know, you have one side of it is the danger, you know, the, the accidents, you know, we lose a lot of friends and that's, that's the bad reality of, of our sports. And that's also, I think that's also why we, we hang on to life so hard, you know, we just go out there and just dream ourselves away and then we make those dreams a reality because we're so always so high on life that mm-hmm. we accept, you know, the fact of that uh, that you might die doing it too, you know, because because it gives so much good in one way. So you're, you're willing to, 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 to live it full on and, you know, just, <laughs> yeah, enjoy the ride. Yeah, squeeze the juice out of life, right? Yeah, it's so funny that what a contrast. You were a kindergarten teacher and, and a base jumper jumping like out of buildings. <laughs> I love yeah, it, man. Yeah. It's such a contrast. <laughs> Kids love that stuff. It's so funny. <laughs> That's amazing, man. So let's let's rewind it back because this is really interesting. A lot of the listeners are, you know, aspiring to become like an entrepreneur. They're looking for their passion. And you know, it, it's great that you found what you love. And I guess you were already pursuing a, a dream by, you know, studying graphic design and you had a, a job on the side. And you've came across something that you pro- probably was unexpected, right? And this is the thing that I find there's a common misconception that we can only have one passion in our life. And it's cool because you showed that we can have multiple passions. That's not just one thing. You, you don't know. Maybe you'll find something else that you love as well in the extreme sports. 
or something yeah else now i have different. now i'm doing already five different extreme sports you know so it's already uh sort of already a lot of passions going on and i'm just juggling in between one to the other you know yeah. and of course it's like uh you know everybody can uh can get somewhere if they if they have the the basic uh the basic stuff you know as the, you know you need to you need to be at least have a job and be able to to put a plan up and you know set up some money and and kind of it depends of course on how your dream is you know some some dreams are just almost free to do but people always push them back because they're afraid of the unknown so you know the fear is the number one which is the biggest gap between uh, success and just being stuck doing something you don't actually enjoy and i think that's like you know in terms of people feeling the need for uh, feeling safe and and going into the unknown and that that for me was always came natural because i've been like that since i was a little kid i always been like you know adventurous and seeking uh seeking unknown things and i never mind doing that and i think that's that put me on that path that actually led to to living a successful life because i think in the end i just went for what made me feel good inside you know you just follow that feeling that you that makes you like oh yeah every day you feel kind of good you know you, you don't have those feelings where you're kind of like oh tired of it kind of bummed out and you know and then uh, you know positivity creates more positivity and you know the the more positive approach you have on life the easier it's going to be so you know everybody is different but that dream is is important to chase and you know sometimes uh, the passion is what's going to actually give you the most success because what what you're passionate about is also something that you're driven enough to actually go for but it's hard to be driven and to be passionate about uh, making a big success in what you what you do if you don't have the you know the strong passion to keep you motivated and fired up all the times you know even through the hard times because the hard times is like i don't know I, I ate noodles for for four years you know just hanging out on drop zone living in tents or living crashing on uh, different places and uh eating as cheap as you could and stuff like but you know you come to that point where you don't mind it because you're following your passion and it makes you feel so good every day so you just keep motivated by doing it and it, <laughs> the negative energy doesn't drag you down you know yeah 100 percent. And, and you would right you'd be living on mountain faces with a little gas burner waking up at like four four or five a.m in the morning ready to do another hike for the day to get higher up right i mean that's a yeah that's a we, we, we did that sometimes too and you know you can you can do a lot of cool things in in this world today that also doesn't you know doesn't cost that much too so for me, it was uh, it was easier like that to start it, you know, because uh, if I would have had a, a crazier dream that was maybe a little bit too ambitious for my skill level as a human being, you know, because sometimes, you know, what you like, if I would have been already 21 and my dream was to become a, a businessman, it would have been hard for me to to get to that point back then because. I didn't have the the basic ingredients to to learn those things, you know. And now that that this passion has led me to other passions, and it has led me to to get an, uh, a bigger interest in in other things in life, you know, and also the business side of it. So 
it just comes automatically uh, with, with every yeah with every good day yeah that's wonderful man i love that and i love that you are looking into more of the business aspect of what you do too that you're investing your money into real estate i think a lot of people they get they get hold of a lot of money or they acquire a lot of money over time uh, and they can also lose it twice as fast <laughs> so it's about investing right oh, yeah it's easy yeah it's easy to lose hard to win easy to lose <laughs> oh yeah for sure for sure would you say that you gained your red bull sponsorship because they saw you on your youtube videos well the youtube videos was kind of like what fired up uh, every uh everything about the flying and and what i was doing and then those youtube videos led to me ending up in a norwegian tv show so i got a part there and the tv series was going really well and rebel norway was really interested in what they saw and they kind of they kind of saw a matching profile i guess and boom i finally got to go to uh Austria to go to the meeting with uh, the Red Bull headquarters and you know to defend my case and tell them you know how my flying was and that I wasn't too crazy and stuff because in the in the beginning it was really hard to to get that Red Bull sponsorship and I think I had no three times before they say yes because uh, at that time it was very unusual to to fly like we did and uh, and for them it's seemed kind of risky you know so they were a little bit hesitant and then finally they brought me on board and one thing led to another you know and uh, it, it just started like that and once the ball was rolling i really did my best to keep uh, to keep holding on and to to really do uh, my own stuff on the side and really be ambitious and always uh, be hungry to to do big projects and also try to to do things that uh, is not always dependent on a sponsor. So you generate maybe money from someone else or other sponsors or also the money you have made uh, yourself that I invest them in, in other projects so I can grow as an athlete and just use the years that I have within those big industries like GoPro and Red Bull and Skydive Dubai. Mm -hmm. and then uh, it's really good for me to to do as much as I can, you know, and uh, I always do that and try to build every day something bigger. Yeah, that's wonderful, man. And I can see how ambitious you are because there are people that get in as athletes and it takes them a long time to build up, especially to build a following, but you've built a following really quickly. You have awesome fans behind you, man. You have awesome followers that love what you do and, and I can see your work ethic. So congratulations on that. Thanks a lot, bro. Yeah, I'm, I'm stoked. I really enjoyed this part of, I don't know, what can you say? Like, I think I was really lucky just to be born at this time of of the scale and, you know, just to be able to to grow into the, the future of the world that we live in, you know, that's, that's how it all ended up being possible because of internet and social media. And so, you know, the fans is uh, the number one important thing and I'm really thankful for every single one of them. So that's why I'm, you know, that's why I'm also trying now to do more, more projects that are not only into wingsuit, but also big wave surfing, free flying and speed riding and, you know, different style of skydiving and a lot of variety that can keep the fans uh, fired up and stoked to see more. So we're also shooting now our new TV show 
uh, lift off and it's gonna be uh, season one is gonna be coming out this fall late fall I guess and uh, we are already shooting season two so this is a TV show that it's gonna be really fun for all the fans to see and you know they get it gets an insight of the life we live and how we pursue our dreams and how we just kind of like ride it through you know even if it uh, is heavy sometimes still got to do it or else it's not gonna happen that's it you gotta bite the bullet that's for sure yeah, yeah. so you're filming liftoff right now which is great uh but you already have a documentary that has been released and it's called wingman which yeah. is incredible man it's incredible i had the opportunity to watch it only about two weeks back and it's an amazing documentary because it goes into the mind of a, of a wingsuit jumper and you know it's funny i saw on the documentary uh you were standing on the edge i think it was in chamonix in uh france and you were saying you're like oh to your to your friend you're like hold my hand i'm scared of heights (laughs) (laughs) yeah so so how does that work man like does the fear just go away like as soon as you jump or are you anticipating it yeah like the fear definitely goes away the moment you step off the edge uh, that's when you're like oh this is smooth you know this is nice but when you're on the edge, of course, you're always nervous. And But you, you're nervous in the way of being focused. I'm really sharp and focused when I'm on the exit points, and I'm really aware about everything. And I do things very carefully. And uh, in the beginning, I wasn't really afraid of it. I, I always had this scared of heights, and I think this being scared of heights was what actually drew me into it because I was hungry for something. I always felt that little, you know, I remember I was on this observation deck in in vienna with my dad and and, uh, and mom and uh, uh, and uh, we, we were standing up there and uh, i was i felt it's like oh you know the urge for always being on the edge of it and look down and try to imagine myself uh, balancing on the railing or doing any stupid shit even though i never did it <laughs> but uh, i was just always drawn by it and it was kind of weird because maybe that was a little sign that was something that was pushing towards it that I was hungry for it even though I was scared of it and uh, I don't know I use that as my weapon I guess but um, it's uh, it makes it more interesting for sure being afraid of heights just amplifies this uh, amplifies every single uh, element of uh, base jumping and all that we do even the big wave surfing you know big wave surfing for me is where I train a lot on on mental uh, mental strength because in the ocean and in the big waves you really got to be strong mentally and uh, I can see that helps a lot you know like just doing all these different sports makes me really active and keeps my keeps my mind always in a charging mode and I, I analyze risk so you know analyzing risk you need to always play with uh, with the feeling it gives you and also you know analyze what is the risk versus uh, consequences and reward, you know? Yeah, that's right. That's really important advice, man. Thank you for sharing that. Would you say that in your career, was there this one moment or this one jump that really stood out to you? More than all the other jumps. The one the one jump that really stood out? Well, are you talking now about the wingman or are you talking about uh, in general? Just in general, it doesn't even need to be wingman. It could be any, like any situation yeah. that you were in, like that one that really stood out, that one moment. 
Yeah, it's that moment on Agil Midi when we were actually base jumping it. It hasn't. Uh, I haven't uh, really. I have actually released the video. It's a. It's a video I released on Facebook. That was. Uh, that's a four thousand meter uh, jump, and you're standing on this observation platform, but on the edge of it, so you're only standing on one foot. One foot is what you have as a platform to to get ready and to. <laughs> to jump out the cliff you're pretty much jumping from there so you're standing up there on this uh, on top of this couloir it's rigid it's high altitude and you have to give a good strong push and th those types of jumps are really they, you really feel it throughout your entire body you know and that's uh that's definitely a moment that i will always remember <laughs> wow that sense chills down my spine man i'm my feet are getting in a rush right now like telling me to step back like, i'm actually visualizing what that would be like and that would be pretty nerve-wracking <laughs> no dude it's super nerve-wracking <laughs> but it's okay you know like uh once you once you step off it's a really good feeling as well after you do a really massive jump like that really scary one the other jumps yeah. that you do are less scarier the easier to manage, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. They feel they feel a lot better, you know, when you have jumps that are not scary. But every single jump, I'm kind of getting more and more nervous about, you know, because in the end, you have the reality of the danger of it, and you, the more friends you lose, the more nervous you're gonna be yourself too, you know. That's the effect it has. So it's it's one of those you use it to just gain focus and to you know to turn it into focus and being sharp on what you're what you're about to do so is there anything that you've learned from this sport that people can apply to their less extreme life oh yeah the, the traveling the traveling has taught me a lot i mean the traveling is the number one number one thing to do i guess uh, because that's where you where you learn a lot and you know the lessons i've learned is to always always grab an opportunity that has a potential of a positive outcome you know every single time you can you have nothing to lose pretty much you know always go for it and you know cherish them cherish those moments that uh, you have while you have them because you know in the end everybody dies of every different random thing and i mean whatever we do it's crazy but uh, just living alone is crazy enough so if you have opportunities to uh, to go do something, you you should go do it. And if it's uh, if it's one thing I would suggest everybody to do is to travel more. If you travel more, then you're gonna figure it out. If you get too stuck in the same place for too long, then you know the world is is too big for uh, for that. All the all the lessons are out there. They're they're up for grabs, you know. Just come and grab them. <laughs> <laughs> i love that man i love it you know I, I see you travel so often you travel all around the world with your career right what would you say is your favorite place in the world oh it's so hard the favorite place in the world <laughs> it's like it keeps changing now I, I just came from tahiti and uh, i have to say that tahiti was probably yeah you know the top three that i have in the world and uh there is, of course, you know, for for every different thing, depending on whether I want to go skydive or whether I want to go surf or base jump, every single place and continent has a uni unique thing for me. So it's very hard, but, you know, for people that want to travel and see beauty, you have Switzerland, you have Norway, 
you have Tahiti, Hawaii, Dubai is also very awesome for what we do, and it's a good training ground. So I have so many favorite places, and uh, LA is also one of them. I, I love staying in LA and spending time over here with training and and jumps and stuff. So that's uh, that's good, but. Uh, I mean, you know, Planet Earth is my is my favorite place. It's my address <laughs> and my favorite place to chill. <laughs> <laughs> last year, I actually spent um, last year I spent two weeks at home and one month in an airplane. Oh, so wow. last year I could say that my house was an airplane. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Your home is the world, right? But I'm a miles addict, so I play a lot with uh, in the miles game. I'm really, really good in that game. So when I'm done with this 10-year plan, I should have like five million miles, and I can just keep on traveling for the rest of my life for free, almost. <laughs> so it's just uh, gotta you gotta use those opportunities to generate more. Like I said, you know. So I'm using all this traveling to instead of buying a, a nice car, you. Uh, you buy uh, adventures and you you kind of invest in plane tickets and those plane tickets turns out to become uh, a lot of points and a lot of bonuses that you can bring into uh, into the future you know and suddenly that 10 year old car that is now not worth anything is suddenly worth a lot and that's how i always you know always use my money in the most realistic way of getting at least something back from it you know if you have that mentality while you go at it then you can have uh you can make the smallest money grow and that's what i figured out that's what made it so fun for me you know i was more i got more hungry when i saw that wow you know like if you really pay for, if pay attention to the, all these different things there's a lot of uh there's a lot of you know you can you can make good business by anything you do and it's uh, it's the art of making one dollar and turn it into tons of adventures and experiences and whatever you can in life, you know. Always multiply it. That's right, man. That's right. And also, you're able to give back so much more, right? You're able to be more, so you can give more. And you were actually tell me about this just before this call. I think you should bring this up because it's really important. You were saying that you approached a um less fortunate like a homeless man in LA and you offered him a thousand dollars and he turned it down right yeah dude it was it was crazy because uh, that just happened like a couple of hours before you called me I, I woke up this morning I was like okay you know I'm stoked I had this project I've been wanting to do this project for six months but I wanted to do it for the first time in the states because you know the homeless the homeless in the states are a bit more uh you can talk to them and you can really connect with them or at least some of them in a way you know they're very open and uh, I was hoping that you know this guy that we we picked he seemed like a guy that okay you know he was homeless but he didn't he didn't have drug problems or you can see that he was not drinking alcohol and yeah so my friend he actually said um, that yeah we should check out this homeless guy because I had one other guy in mind and then it was this guy. And then when I saw him, I was like, okay, you know, let's give him a try. And then we, we showed up today, this morning, and um, he was at the same spot, you know. So it was it was just perfect timing. And I was like, okay, perfect, let's let's do this. And I sat down with him and I spent half an hour and we were, we were talking about his 
his life and you know what he had what he used to do he used to be married he, he has a son that is all grown up now um and he used to work uh, in this university as a cleaner but then he quit it and he he moved to la or he, he wanted to come over here to try and kind of get a new job and just live in a warmer climate he was kind of like kind of lost in the big open space but he didn't know anywhere to go so i was thinking okay you know th this could be the, like the perfect guy to give him a thousand bucks because he has uh he has a driver license and he has he has the opportunity to actually get a job as well you know uh, as long as he just cleans up and and find a place to stay for a little bit and and, and get some time to just go out there and find a job and uh, I was thinking that yeah, this is this guy probably wants that, you know. And uh, so I, I told him like yeah, I told him that I had a school project and pretty much that uh, that I, I was going to try and see if I could help him get a job and stuff. But I didn't say anything about giving him any money because obviously if I was a student, I wouldn't be able to do that right away. So I, I played it out so he was really going to feel that he can open up and and tell me some of his stories and then. I said, yeah, I'm just going to go to the store and buy you some food. So I bought him a, a bag of food and um, we went back and I, I told him that, yeah, the truth is that I'm actually a professional athlete and I, I make money on, you know, living my dreams. And I want to sometimes spend what I make on making other people's dream come true. And that was um, that was the whole concept of the thing. It's like I wanted to just start off with a thousand dollars to to a homeless and see where and see where I can take it from there. You know, if the video goes viral, we can start setting up like uh, uh, more money for other homeless guys or also the same guy and see if you can make even something more work and really get him back on the feet. So it's like a lot of things you can play with. So I said, yeah, you know that that's the truth and. On top of that, because you're not into drugs and you're not drinking, you know, I really believe that you can pull this off and I want to give you a thousand dollars. And he was like, <laughs> first he, he seemed super stoked and happy. And then, and then uh, he kind of went into that defense mode where he was very, very like, no, he, he, he didn't, he was afraid. He was uh, very insecure about it. And he, he was like, I don't know, dude, you know, I'm not used to this and, and I was just trying, yeah, but, you know, no one can ever be used to be handed $1,000 on the street. You know, that's like something special and you, you should just grab that opportunity. And I actually spent half an hour more just trying to convince him to keep the money. And and he was very like, uh, he was so hesitant. And even when I tried to like, hey, dude, I'm just going to put it in your pocket. And I got to go, you know. And even that, he kind of pulled a little bit away so i came to the point where i was like okay i don't want to push it anymore and i said okay if you, if you feel that you want to think about it you know you can meet me here on friday at 9 a.m and uh before i have to go to my flight and i could give you the money then but uh if it's after friday if you're not there then you know i'm not coming back before october so like i don't I want you to miss this opportunity and to uh, so I, I really tried to convince him to keep it but 
he uh, he just didn't want to do it and he even said that yeah he couldn't guarantee if he was going to be there on friday so he didn't really even seem interested in setting up like okay you know i'll meet you and take the money and i was just like okay this is kind of weird so i didn't really know what to to think anymore about it so i actually said okay you know what let's see if you're there if not um, then i will say that you're one of the most amazing homeless guys that I ever ever met that uh, that are you're not selfish at all and you know then if i don't find you i will give them to another homeless guy so you know maybe the, the dream passes on to someone else but it was it was very special that he didn't want to take it i was a bit surprised about that yeah yeah it almost feel it sounds like he it didn't fit his money blueprint like he didn't feel like he was worth that much like it was too good to be true sometimes some things sound like they're too good to be true but they're actually they're true in life and that's why you need to look for the opportunities yeah and it's like it's it's crazy because uh, in the end i I got the feeling that maybe you know maybe he's just very comfortable in the situation he's in he was happy with like uh yeah he got some food from people now and then some money here and there and i don't know maybe he was Maybe he was so uh, squeezed out by society from where he used to be that he was kind of felt more free in, in that way. I don't know if he was, you know, not ready to go back to the real life. And <laughs> I don't know. It's 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 so strange. But uh, I could see myself, you know, some some homeless guys are even luckier than the ones that... Uh, that are sometimes stuck in the circle that they don't feel they fit in and they're forced to do it because they're so afraid to become the homeless. But once you are the homeless, you're you're like uh, you know you're you're the strongest man because you have you are at rock bottom. There is nothing that can go worse except from heavy diseases. So they're 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 very special people and you know some of them do accept that and. He was maybe, I don't know, like, it's strange because, I mean, it would make his homeless life easier too with the $1,000 and maybe more easier than for him to try and find a new job and he maybe didn't like the, the outcome of the reason for me to give him. The, and maybe he felt like the reason for me to give him the 1000 was for him to, you know, like, get back on his feet, but he didn't seem very... He was more like, yeah, I don't know, you know, like, whatever you know <laughs> just chilling <laughs> oh, yeah it's like the climb of the mountain seemed more appealing yeah, than yeah, yeah, from the so top crazy. <laughs> it's so crazy bro it's so crazy so so we'll see but um if not him there's another homeless guy out there you know <laughs> that's right there's yeah, always plenty of those so. but yeah it's cool to give back in a way because you know uh, a lot of people can do it and it just, you know, if I if I spend a thousand dollars on one hour of training, because you know, for my training it's really expensive, especially in the wind tunnels, and that costs about one thousand dollars an hour. And I mean, you know, for me to go and give that to homeless guy, that makes me feel so much better than if I just go and do one hour of flying in the tunnel. And uh, the flying part is something I will always keep doing. But you know, you skip one hour here and one hour there, and then. You just hang hand out some money uh, a little bit now and then, and it keeps you fired up, and you know it keeps you uh, happy of the moments that you or like appreciate that you can live that life, and that you can even make other people happy by living the life that you have been uh, pushing so hard to uh, to achieve. You know. 
Yeah, that's right. Yes, Tony Robbins says the best. He says the secret of living is giving. So yeah, it is. It is. You know, that's the thing. So you know, you you come to this point where you have to, of course, in uh, like a lot of people can't, and that's uh, that's acceptable. But once you reach a point where okay, now you can actually change people's lives, then it's fun to uh, to do it. You know, it's like I could do that full time <laughs> if I had that as a job. You know. <laughs> <laughs> that's excellent no man. risk just pure just pure smiles every day <laughs> no that's uh, great that's it sounds sick. like you got a good heart man that's awesome so i want to get into your uh daily routines right in your mind of like how, how you really uh set the tone for your day so do you listen to any kind of music to fire you up do you meditate do you visualize like what do you practice most days Oh, like when I practice mind stuff is, uh, you know, uh, either it's uh, listening to music, going for a hike or just walking to the store, listening to music and visualize lines and kind of visualize images of my future projects and what I want to do and, you know, everything about that. So um, that is one thing I do. But then I spend most of my time... Uh, it's always spent hunting for something more. So it's like, you know, now I'm here. I, f I, I, I was in Tahiti where, where I was filming that TV show. And then, you know, in during those days, I'm training every day for the surfing. So once I leave there, I went here to do the homeless uh, project. And now I'm going to fly back to Norway to do a, a wedding. And then we're going straight into base jumping and train in the mountains then we're going to train uh, with some skydiving. Then we're going to Rio and and to execute a project. So it's like every day I try to make stuff happen. So, you know, because every day I don't do anything, it's kind of like a day that kind of w went away, you know. It's a, it's a day that you could potentially reach more and, and be able to train more. So I always try to use my days like that. So not now, for example, after this project with the homeless guy, I'm going to go down to San Diego for two days, do two days of skydiving and uh, just meet some friends down there and meet up with some, some partners and uh, fly back to Norway and yeah, just constantly keep it going for and that every single destination is either an office or a training center. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Okay, it sounds like you're addicted to success, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it fits. It fits. Uh, it fits that name for sure. It does. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> so, where can we see your videos? Where can we pick up Wingman? When is your project coming out? And like, where can we view it? Yeah, Wingman should be. Um should be available online still on Vimeo On Demand. And uh, if not there, it's probably going to be sold to multiple TV channels around the world. So it will probably pop up here and there. But um, there is also, uh, you know, my Facebook profile. Uh, it's Yoki Summer. And there you have uh, everything that has to do with the projects we do. And sometimes we put out the videos I used to post on YouTube. Nowadays, I also post them on Facebook simply because the Facebook uh, player is generating more audience than the YouTube alone unless you have one of those viral hits. So you can always find me on YouTube, Instagram or Facebook and everything will just keep popping up and uh, Liftoff will uh, be in Asia and North America and probably not 
now also Europe in end of the fall. So yeah, there's just just everywhere uh, random places, but online you find everything. Good on you. Okay, all right. So for the listeners, make sure you get your hands on Wingman Vimeo on demand. You can check it out. Just search it. Google search it. Uh, how do you spell your name? There is J O K K E and then S O M M E R. Is that correct? Yes, correct, correct. Awesome. That's perfect. I just want to ask you one last question. And the question is, if you were to deliver your last 30-second speech to the world, what would your last 30-second speech sound like? Oh, that's a heavy one, dude. That's not just an easy, like, last-second question. I mean, you know, there would be... It would be definitely 10 seconds of like, you know, thanks a lot for everybody that uh, has helped me out in my life in terms of mom and dad and friends and family and girlfriends and, you know, all the people that meant something to me and then to the rest of the world to be uh, be always aware, be always ready to uh, to grab an opportunity and to never give up, you know, always keep on fighting because when it's over it's uh, either over or it restarts so you might as well just go in hard for the ride you know and uh yeah be uh don't believe in anything or everything you see and read (laughs) that's (laughs) That's it (laughs) yeah i love that i love that thank you so much for sharing that man perfect buddy thanks a lot for your time and uh, thanks a lot for the opportunity it was an it was a pleasure hey no problems man and uh yeah keep on enjoying the rush man Make the most of it. Yeah, will do, will do. Awesome. Bye, buddy. All right, okay. Bye. Right away.